Hey, Coffee Breakers. It's AC. And Scully. And we are back with part two of the Hellhounds of France. Yes. And Scully's going to pick up where we left off and finish telling the story. And she's left me in the dark. So yes. let's see what fun we're about to have. So when we last had our last episode, uh, I told you that Monique looked at... I think it was her lawyer, the prosecutor, and was like, when the women of the audience see what I went through, then they will understand me. Oh, okay. So the prosecutor wants to, like, send a message with her, like, pin her to the wall. Like, you can't be, you can't do this stuff and then be like, you don't understand. Right. Like, no. Right. Especially because, let's refresh, she met this man while he was still in prison for rape. Yes. And devised a plan to get him virgins, get him virgins, kill her ex-husband and get money and get money. Mm-hmm. So, no. Yeah. And like he was in prison for a minute because they sent what was a hundred and something letters to each other. He mm-hmm. sent her like a hundred and something. Yeah. She sent him 80, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, she she is not a victim here. Right. And you will agree with that more. Um, trying to pin down my notebook. So it won't flip closed on me. <laughs> so her lawyer is trying to paint her as the victim. Obviously, that's his whole purpose is to defend her. We understand that. He's saying that she's never understood love. She doesn't know what that is. Um, she was not allowed to talk when she was with Fortnay, that she lived in fear, and that she was just, she can't even stand men anymore. Like, he has her on the phone during this part in the documentary talking. Um, he says that she was she was a victim. He made her murder, not the other way around. So when the trial goes to take place, there's like 400 journalists outside of the courthouse. For sure. From all around the world. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're very, very upset because she's a woman. Like, she used her kid. She did these crimes to children. Right. And she's a woman. And I think I told you I struggle with this because her whole argument by her lawyer is, well, he's a dad. And it's like, yes, you are 100% right. And we should look at him as harshly because he's a dad abusing children. No, agreed. But it just sits different for me. It sits different for me, As too. a mama knowing you used your baby to lure these other babies so they could be murdered and raped and God knows what else. Yeah. I'm with you. But I, her- I, I'm not saying that the woman should be sentenced more harshly or anything like that because of the fact that that's a woman. I'm not saying that because that's sexist. What I'm saying is, for me, I'm judging you more harshly. Yeah. And that's what her lawyer was trying to fight because he was like, that's not fair. Why is it not fair? I'm a mama. I'm a mama. Because he's a dad. You should look at him just as harshly. Fine. Me too. I do. Throw him under the jail. Hell, shoot him right now. I'm cool. (laughs) I'm just saying like, I'm a mom. And I could not imagine using my child as bait to take somebody else's baby from them. Right. I no. mean, I agree. But I, I struggle because I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying. But, but it's still hard. For me, I'm like, no, you're you're lower than him. Sorry. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he he's trying to, you know, build his case. And I understand. So I don't judge this man for that because he's doing what he's supposed to do for her. He's doing his job. Um, he keeps talking about how she was weak and scared that they knew Fortnay was getting 30 years. Like At a minute, yeah. Well, 
it's France, so he was he's getting thirty years. for sure getting thirty years. But they were unsure what was going to happen to her. So in March of twenty seven of two thousand eight, she changed her physical appearance. This is the prosecutor talking, and they fully expected it. And when I tell you she changed her physical appearance, like she went from what looked like a middle aged woman to like an old lady, like like drop of a hat. She looked so different. She looked feeble. She looked it. He took it as it was a ploy, and he said he was fully anticipating it and expected it. He said she was like Jello. Oh, I love the way that like people in France d- describe people. <laughs> like, she's a witch. She's Jello. Like yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. That, that makes sense. So she was trying to look like she was just absolutely broken, broken, mm-hmm. and she couldn't. He know. said she she was like Jello. She wouldn't speak. She would just tremble. Okay. Yeah. Um, hang on. Let me get my page turned. So they were talking about, like, issues with her and that she always identified males as dominant or superior. That was part of the reason she was drawn to Fortney because he had this, he ran it. That's the, that's the whole premise of this is showing that Fortney was the mastermind and she was just an unwilling partner. Well, even her first husband said that she never made any decisions whatsoever. But she did make one important decision. She decided to write him mm-hmm. in that magazine article. Mm-hmm. She decided that. He didn't seek her out. And from all accounts, she decided to get in the van every single time. He never made her. Right. They said she had a dependent personality and that she followed along with anything that her husband said, which, again, her former husband said that. She was like Jello. She would just, you push it and it'd go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm never going to look at Jello the same again. Thanks. This Scully. is the best part, again, with the French police, cause, or the prosecutor, I don't remember who said it, but I just, I love them. He said her intelligence was that of a lobotomized chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so I would be so offended. I would be too. I'd be like, uh-uh. Yeah, a lobotomized chicken. That's exactly what they used because I wrote it down because I thought that was just the funniest thing ever. Because, like, tell me how you really feel. Uh, they, he did. <laughs> they said that she was hit and manipulated by him. Again, can't prove that. Um, they said that he would tell her he would kill her and their son if she said anything. Like. I mean, I can see that. So prosecutors are like all right we got to figure out what is going on with this woman we we've got to do some iq testing to see if she's really a lobotomized chicken or not we have to do a psychological evaluation to determine what we're working with here yes so this was back in 2005 that they did this they met with monique to determine her iq they have a test where you it showed it on the documentary they give you like this little block little box and it has little cubes in it it's block design it is it's block design and then they'll show you a design and then you're supposed to do it and i think they time it they do you only have so many to get through i think if you go until you can't figure it out almost yeah yeah, but it it deals with processing speed okay well there's 40 different designs of those she got 36 okay average is 11 Uh uh-huh and then they (laughs) it says average is 11 so she's not a chicken no (laughs) Not lobotomized. Um, so then they do codes, and there's nine numbers. It's one through nine. They told her to memorize them because each number represents a letter. Mm-hmm. And they hid them through, I guess, 
it just said they hid them through something else. It didn't yeah. really show me that. But she got 76. Again, going into processing speed and short-term memory and how your faster brain works. Well, she got 76. The average is 17. Right. So her IQ is 131, which is the top 2% of the French population. Uh-huh. And way higher than uh, Fortnay. 100%. It doesn't tell us what his is, but they say that she is way higher than him. The average IQ score just on any given day for any given population, it's on a bell curve, right? Mm-hmm. So if you know how a bell looks, then you have the the mean, median, mean, the middle. And that's about 100, okay, at the top of that bell curve. Anything to the right of that bell curve is considered above average, okay, within a certain scale. Yeah. Um, 131 is well above average, right? Uh Uh-huh. It falls on the outlier. Okay. Okay. And same thing for the other side. So anything less, you're getting lower functioning, lower brain speed, lower, you know, what we call executive functioning. Okay. Okay. As somebody who has tested IQ, who has IQ tested, she's smart. Yeah. Like, she's not a dumb girl whatsoever. Her brain works lightning fast. And that's what... The prosecutors were like, I knew something wasn't right. Right. Like, so when they got this back, they were like, yeah, this knew is it. it. So in 2008, we're going like to the trial. She is angry every time they talk about her being smart. Oh, yeah. Because like, she doesn't want to be seen as she that. She does not like that. Right. On I have April 30th, a um, month after the trial began, um, have Manaya, that was the Manana. Manana. One of the victims. It says her death was covered, I guess, on the news and stuff. Um, and it was talking about all the things that he made her do. Like they talked about making her beg for it and everything else, which is just disgusting. Yes. It's lower than disgusting. I just, I don't have the French vocabulary. So. And I thought it was really interesting too that they did this and that she would agree to do it because I wouldn't want the mental image if I had done these things in a jury's head. But they show you pictures of her reenacting like in an apartment with a dummy. Like a dummy doll. Like it shows her like leaning over. She um, I don't know if I have it farther in here but she would help him like she would check these victims to see if they were virgins. Oh God! So in how these, does she know what she's looking for? I don't know. But in, they have photos of her standing beside these like dummies, like with a wipe or like stopping them going out the door and different things like that. And they took pictures of that. And I don't know if that was shown to the jury. I don't know, but, but that I don't. I thought that was really weird. Yeah. Like they even had her at the door, like stopping a victim, had the victim on the floor. Like I just I've never seen anything like that. No, no, I know that over here we'll do reenactments, but it's usually actors. Yeah. Like, you know, or law enforcement. Yeah, I just don't know if many criminals are like, hey, take my picture while doing, you know. What I'm accused of. I thought that was really weird, but I think it comes down to wanting to be in the center for her. Gotcha. Um, they going over all of the crimes she had she helped him every time she would check the victims to see if they were um virgins like i said fortnay 
the way that this goes in the documentary, it makes it seem like they were tried together. Mm-hmm. And I told you there's this different, like a panel of like court officials almost is what it looks like. I should have looked up how they do their court. I, and, you know, I didn't. I know they got the robes. Like everybody had a robe. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting. But he wanted what he called a closed session, which no media allowed in there. Right. And he had a note that said, no closed session, closed mouth. So basically, if you don't give me what I want, then I'm not talking. And they're like, we don't care. And the prosecutor's like, game on. Yeah. <laughs> don't care. Don't care. Got enough to pin you to the wall, sir. We do not negotiate with terrorists. And that's exactly what you are. Yes. So May 27th, um, the there's this whole thing, and I'm trying to remember exactly how they did it. So the fa- it's how families left the courtroom when the defense gave their closing arguments. They did not want to hear no. what he had to say about Why their family members it. or whatever. Yeah. So they actually got up and they left um, pictures of their family members in the seats so that the jury could see that. The victims. The victims, yeah. The family left their victims' photos yeah, so that you could see their faces while he's giving this. And the guy was like, crap. Like, even the the defense attorney was like, I did not want that to happen. Like, I knew that that was going to be damning because it sticks, you know. Because they are young. And he was trying to differentiate between the hands of the killer and the eyes of an accomplice. So he's trying to say, like, she's an accomplice. She's not the killer. Oh, okay. But. Again, here's the thing. There's such thing as a willing accomplice and an unwilling accomplice. And all of that, all your defense goes out the window to AC. As soon as you tell me that she plotted with this man prior to his release of prison to get him virgins. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You're culpable. I'm out. Drop the mic. That's it. You're guilty for me. I agree. So in May, we get the verdict. Um, I have Fortney. I don't know if he died. I have, he, I guess he was going to die in prison, his sentence. And then um, she got 28 years prison sentence with no parole his was just a little bit more i think he got the 30 years and then she got 28 and like her her defense attorney took that as a win because it was a little less and that's what he was going for it to me i'm like "Eh." like i would i take it as a win she's getting 28 years because she's gonna well i think their life sentences are very very different than ours so i think from what i can understand in most european countries 30 years is their max for any crime okay well, the prosecutor's talking at this point, and he's, he's, he agrees with you that there is no way that there's not more victims. Oh, That no. they went that year or half a year, ten, whatever it was. Ten years. Ten years. Was it ten years? It was ten years. Okay. Um, yeah, because I have one to two victims a year, but then from the 90s to 2000, nothing. Yeah, he's no. like, there's no way that's there's, possible. That, that didn't happen. All right. So Fortney's not dead yet because in this next part, he actually gives a list like, he gives off a couple of the names and what happened, and then he gives a bunch of different blanks, like, just blank, like, numbers them out and gives blanks, and I don't, I don't think he told he me the total. Know names? No, he does, but he says he gave the list of blanks to police to fill in. Like, that's for them to fill in. Didn't give them anything else. Was like, just so you know, here's... Here's the total. Here's, here's more, but you don't know who they are. Yeah, so they went to see Monique, and they're like, what is what is this? Like, And she claims she doesn't know anything. Of course she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So Monique's in prison at this point, as is Fortney. I think actually Fortney's dead at this point when, when we get to this part of the documentary. Um, I don't remember what he died of. He was like 70-something, I think. Okay. But there's another case. So she's in her cell. Her cellmate, like, knew of her and was like, all right, what do you know about this? I think her name's Musan or Musin, but the child's first name is Estelle, so that's what we're going to say. Okay. What do you know about this Estelle case? And Monique confided in her, stating that he was, Estelle was his type of girl. So... What does that mean, virgin? Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is like, well, she's young. She kind of fits the MO. Um, so then it takes you to Estelle's story. It was in 2003. Yeah, because he was picked up 13. No? When was he picked up? 2001, I think. I don't want to get my times wrong. No, it wasn't 2001. Well, 2004 is when they cracked her, so it must have been before he got picked up in 03. He got picked up in 03, yeah. Yeah, so it's before he got picked up in 03. Um, Hang on. Y'all bear with me. I'm going back. It's January 9th. I don't have the year, so it's January 9th. It's a snowy Thursday. Mom called a friend to say Estelle was missing. Um, It's Dad. I thought it was a friend, but it's actually Dad. She called to be like, hey, Estelle's not home. I don't know why she's not home. She's always here. She went from neighbors. She was coming home from school. There was no clues, no witnesses, no nothing. It's like she literally just poofed, gone. They start looking in fields, forest, in the woods. They're digging holes like three to four meters down in all the waterways. They did like a 25, uh, a radius, 25 mile radius, I guess. That seems too wide, but they did a huge section all around trying to find this girl. The detective on the case said he walked her route. He's like, I walked during the day. He said, I walked it during at night. Like, I wanted to see what she saw. What she saw, and if, like, I'm a predator, where could I put her? Like, where could I go off this route and put this child? They interviewed everyone on her route home, and this is when they ID'd. And I I love this police work, man. Like, This is some good police work. They went, he did it, he walked her route. He went to house to house to house on that route. Yeah. This is when they identified a schoolmate who said that she had been approached by a vehicle on her way home from school, and he offered to take her home. She said no. Good girl. And was able to create a sketch with law enforcement, and it described Fortney. Like, the picture looks like him. Right. Which Fortnay looks like anybody. <laughs> yes and no. Well, you said it is. He is so generic, but then after you see him, I'm like, if I saw him and saw that, I'd be like, I think you murdered people. Like, I <laughs> think that's you, son. Like, I don't yeah. know. Just, You're saying the sketch really it favored did. him. It looked like somebody drew a picture of him. Okay, that's really good sketch work, too. It, it looked like, to me. Yeah. I mean, y'all go and watch the documentary yourself. Um, but he had an alibi, which this I find so interesting so his alibi is that he had called his eldest son on January 9th to tell him happy birthday so there's no way that he could have murdered Estelle because he is 250 kilometers the opposite direction okay yeah if you're actually 250 miles but how do we know that you made the call all we know is it came from your house and it was 250 kilometers away. Yeah, from... still is. Mm. So he's in a whole different area. Mm-hmm. And then she was abducted and 
250 kilometers away. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Well, this is when Monique tells her cellmate that after lunch, Michelle, Michelle said, I'm going to hunt little virgins. He had already picked out two, but he liked the one because her street was dark. Don't know if this is Estelle or not. She's implying that it's Estelle. Well, that's terrifying. She said that he told her to call his son if he was not home at a certain time. Oh, she made that call. She did not. Uh, she said that he told her to let it ring twice, hang up, and, like, if he answers, don't don't say anything, just hang up. So this kind of, th- he said, you never know, this could be my alibi, is what she claims he told her. Yeah. So when she admits to this, his alibi is gone, which to me, his alibi should have been gone anyway, because how do you prove he did it? There's other people in that house. I'm not buying it. But no. for whatever reason, that, like, quelled off this search for Estelle because... Or stopped the investigation into Michelle because he had an alibi. He said he made a call. And they did confirm a call. But doesn't mean it's him. No. So. No. Yeah. They take her to court. She confirms that she made that call in court. With her confession, without her confession, the case would have been cold. So her lawyer's like, why did she do it? That she did it because she's no longer afraid of Michelle. Like, she's finally been able to break free of him. She's empowered. Mm-hmm. And that she, if she really wanted to be a criminal, she would have remained quiet. Okay. Now tell us the others. <laughs> One detective said it could be just her guilt. Yeah. Like it's So now we feel remorse. Yeah. So the end of 2020. Okay. So Michelle's not dead yet. My bad. Because the end of 2020, they did a reconstruction with Michelle and Monique. When they met up. They spoke together. Like one of the people that was out there, I think she's like an advocate for one of the families, the family of Estelle. Mm-hmm. And she's like, they they spoke. She said she spoke to him with such gentleness, and that she practically put her hand on him to encourage him to tell like where Estelle was. But they never found the body. But they said the way that she spoke to him was not of someone who had been frightened. And afraid and abused and all this stuff. Well, I mean, so many years later, and you come when you not still have. This is the first time you're seeing them in twenty years. I feel years. like it would be shocking. Yeah, like it would be like you would take you back to the scary stuff. Is what I would think. But yeah, what do I know? May twenty one, he died at seventy nine, of Alzheimer's and heart problems. Oh God, he had Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. So he probably couldn't even remember. Mm-hmm. I think she knows, but I don't think she's saying. So that they know the eight murders with him. That's what they got him for. But it's even harder now because the only person that they have is Olivier, Monique, left. Because he took his secrets to the grave. He didn't say anything else. No. So since she didn't take part in everything, as she claims, she can't help with everything. But then she admits that she was with him when he kidnapped Estelle that she took well, her then to, who made the call that she took her to the toilet while he went to work so apparently they went and got her brought her back kept her in the house so she still made the call he went to work because he didn't want it to look like something was fishy mm-hmm. so he did his same little routine she says she took her to the toilet that he kept her she kept her alive um until i got home mm-hmm um, she was the youngest. They called her little one. Yep. Um, 
the cell may ask like how did how did you do that like how can you do that to kids like in general and she said Monique said she was indifferent that she got used to them calling for their mama that they all called for their mama that makes me want to just set her on fire like Mm -hmm. whatever because that's a mama instinct I just want to like tip to toe like rip her a new one like I'm cool with it um she she always they always called out for their mothers she helped she helped him even if we don't know to the full extent Mm -hmm. but she just didn't care like nothing registered complete void i don't remember if it was one of the detectives or the prosecutor but it said it's evil in the form of an old woman and i loved that too i was like agreed yeah um so in prison she's not doing well okay because she regularly told staff that she got attacked and this is one of the prison guards talking to you at this time and they do not buy the bs like that lady was not playing and you could tell she was almost like good like, I hope you do. Um, she's okay. scared to do anything in prison. Like, you could go get your hair done. She was afraid to go. Probably in her best, probably valid. Um, I mean, yeah. But they said she was a great actor when I it came 100%. as presenting as a victim. She was afraid of being forgotten, so she had to get noticed by making up stories. Um and she just doubled down on this because in August of 21, she gave law enforcement a direct area where Estelle was supposed to be. So they take her out again. Well, she has to go on field trips. This is 18 years after the fact. She's on a field trip. Um, dad, the dad of Estelle said she was pretending to be weakened, even though she seemed to have all her reasoning skills. He said she, he seemed to think she just enjoyed the fresh air out and out in the news again. Like, I think the time had passed, and she wasn't getting the same recognition as she was before. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to, like, stir things up again. Yep. So he, she kept saying, like, three meters to the right, no, three meters to the left, just going back and forth. Over it's over point. here. It's over here. No, it's over here now. No, it's over here. And they showed it, and it, they dug up a massive area trying to find this girl. Like, they really, really tried to find this girl. They said that at this point she was this transference from Fortnite. Like she was basically presenting the way he does now. Like she had absorbed that personality. You don't absorb other people's personalities unless you're possessed. <laughs> um, then at the end of all of this, after all that digging and all that stuff, she says, oh, this is not the right spot. Yeah, she knew that from the get-go. Mm-hmm. She knew that. She just wanted to be acknowledged. Dad of Estelle says that he feels like she just enjoy enjoyed causing the pain to the family. Yeah. That she's just shameless and that it was a calculated field trip just yes. to get out. And she that gets to get out. She calculatedly that's a word, right? We're gonna, we're gonna make it a word. We're gonna roll with it. Coffee pot <laughs> coffee break and chill, it's a word. Um, yes. she was very calculating and drip fed them information so that she could use it to her advantage. Yep. So she could get out. She could do what she wanted to do. She, I find it interesting because she doesn't want to confess to anything. Okay. She like didn't at do the anything. beginning, she didn't want to confess to anything. Yeah. But then she confesses to things that no one even knew about. So it's like, is it a lie or is it truth? Because. Mm-hmm. Nobody had heard all this stuff about Estelle. They apparently weren't involved, but then suddenly she was there. Suddenly he did it, and she doesn't know anything. Oh, well, now she does know, and now it's over here. 
but it's not over here. So it's like, is what's the truth with her? Don't know. I think that is probably the truth, and that she's just dripping and drabbing and playing. Um, one of the prosecutor or the prosecutor said that he felt like she did it to get you to either leave her alone or to get something from you. Yes. There was the only two reasons she'd ever give you information. Yeah. yeah. They said that she was just manipulative from the jump. Mm-hmm. There was never anything remotely, I don't even want to say redeeming or honest about her. She just, it was all for her benefit in whatever way. Right. So the lawyer's talking to her on the phone in 2022, and he asked her, like, if she regrets everything that happens. Um, she says she does regret everything that happened, but just wants to be left in peace. And he said, do you regret talking about Estelle? And she said, no, but I regret my truth was being denied. I've always spoken my truth, but now I don't know. You don't know your truth? And I don't like the whole thing, my truth. Truth is the truth. Right. It's not your truth. Like, truth is truth, period. If it is a true statement, then it's true for everybody, right? I mean, yes and no. So, like, but different things mean different things to different people. So, where I can say, like... For example, when we were talking with Violet and Ivy, she was like, well, I was going to send you this, but I was afraid it was going to offend you. It might offend somebody. That's their truth. My truth, it don't offend me. But see, I don't think that's truth. Because truth is an honest statement. Like, if you're telling the truth, that means you are telling an honest statement. Based on what you know. Eh, I don't like the my truth. I feel like the truth is a truth, period. But but yes, tell the truth of tell what you know yeah and be truthful about it yeah you know it wouldn't be a different i don't know i don't think there's a differentiation between my truth and your truth it's like no if we both went to an event and this thing happened and you give a whole different account has nothing to do with it then that's not the truth that's not your truth it's just you're making up crap like it's just (laughs) not true okay i see (laughs) what you're saying whatever um She still has, the way that this ends, she still has three cases coming up. So I'm trying to get those girls' names, and I'll give them to you in a minute, that they were tried for the eight. And I'm going to list off all the victims here in just a second. But they still had three other pressing. I think one was a stale. Yeah, one's a stale. One's a Marie, and one is the Joanna Parrish. That was the, I think that was the teacher that they lured into the home for oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. and he asked her if she takes responsibility and are you going to take responsibility um for all of them or not talk and i don't i don't think she answered that she just kind of got quiet the prosecutor it cuts to him and he said his biggest regret was not his closing speech or his criticism he received but his failure to identify all the other victims that he feels are out there yeah, and there are that he did his best to get her charged for the ones that we know mm-hmm. but there are more the only way that to be able to determine that would be cross-reference every missing girl and that's even if they were reported missing right and if they were of the right age 17 18 you know Estelle's nine like he had he, he went real young yeah um, oh. Michelle was convicted of the murder. It has murder, rape, and attempted rape. So I don't know if he raped 
all the victims, but they have him, it, the way it listed it on the thing. So I don't know how they do their charges or whatnot, but I don't know. it had murder, rape, attempted rape, and then murder again listed on the little thing when it read it out. Okay. Maybe it's multiple counts. Yeah. She got, it says she got charged with being complicit in several murders and then rape slash attempted rapes. Gotcha. So I'm going to give the first name of all of his victims and their ages. Okay. Okay. Isabel was 17. Fabine was 20. Farida was 30. She was the one that they got the money from. Yeah. She's the oldest. Um, Jean was 22. Elizabeth was 12. Nachala, I think is how you say her name. I don't want to be disrespectful. She was 13. Celine was 18. Manana was 13. And then she is up for, she has the option for conditional release in 2032. But she is also at 84, by the way. But she's still awaiting the trial of the Joanna. What do you mean by 84? She will be 84. Oh, okay. Um, she still was waiting the trial, and I tried to find, like, where she had went, and it looks like maybe one she got sentenced on, but it it wasn't definitive. Gotcha. The Joanna Parrish, Marie, and Estelle. Joanna was 20, Marie was 18, and then Estelle was 9. Marie and Estelle were never found. Their remains. Okay. I just want to take a second, and honestly, y'all do what y'all want to do, but I just want to take a second and just say a prayer for their families especially the ones that were never found because that is horrendous and knowing that this woman knows it yeah i just i can't i can't wrap my head around all these lives just taken and they're so young they're so young and they're just in the wrong place at the wrong time and fell victim and uh, and in a few cases that we know of, their kindness and willing to help people did them in. And mm-hmm. you should never be a victim for that. I mean, you, you can be, yeah. but you shouldn't be. And these, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, these are despicable human beings. They're less than yeah. hell hounds, for sure. They mm-hmm. would literally drag these children and young ladies through hell. Mm-hmm. And didn't care. She, at Still every doesn't time, care. doesn't care. And then he was losing his mind, so. He's got dementia. Yeah, so he was drifting. So I'm sure that he probably didn't even remember half the crap or was starting to fail to remember. But her, she has her wits. Yeah, and she's, she's super smart. They talked multiple times about her being calculating. So I don't feel any kind of way for her other than me personally. I feel like she was the driving force behind it. I think he did have these weird sexual preferences for these young girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, okay, cool. We'll do it. We'll do it. Like, I don't That's think that he would have had you. the capability to be able to get, he wouldn't have got away with it as long. It would have been one. I think yeah. he would have got busted as soon as like, but, like he tried to go get that one girl, at least by him. Um, by herself the one that did him, the in. one that got him busted. Yeah. I think that's what would have happened. Had she not been involved. I agree. She was brains. Absolutely. Like she was the cleanup. She was the make sure it was all right. She was the one checking these girls. I would, I would let you go. Like if, if <laughs> I don't care, like, and if he went to work and stuff, like you could have gotten away. You can't convince me that you didn't have an opportunity. No. You also can't convince me that you weren't complicit in it because 
I'll go back to intent with this. There's no way that you can convince me. She agreed to it before he was ever left right. out of prison. If you were uncomfortable in any way, you could have cut that, communication. Mm -hmm. You could have cut communication. If you were really afraid of him before he even got out of prison, you could have bounced. He won't find you. Yeah. But no, you plotted this with him while he was still in prison for rape, which you knew about. 100%. I'm sorry, girl. Tell that sob story to somebody else. You did this. And I tried to find, because y'all remember he, they had a son. So mm -hmm. I tried to find, like, what happened to the son. Um, obviously, he was removed from their care. He he gave one, I think, interview to an article, like, several years later. He even said, like, his childhood was clearly not what he thought it was and that it was a facade, essentially, yeah. and that his parents were dead. And he was introduced to these two monsters when, because I think he was, like, 13. Oh, when he, everything came out. Um, so... 13, mm -hmm. you're already at a pivotal point in your development. Not saying that the time period before is not, but right. to be going through adolescence and going through that, poor baby. So he he was like, his, his people are, his parents are dead. He doesn't know who these people are. I would like to know, and y'all forgive me, I'm eating a payday. <laughs> um, why? I would like to know more about her background, like her childhood, how she grew up. Monique? Mm-hmm. They don't care. I know, but curiosity. Yeah. Is I, this genetic? Did she come from a long line of crazies? I've been listening to a bunch of different things, and I'm getting really, really sick of, and I understand that it's a, a thing, but I hate the mitigating factors. Where they're like, oh, well, it's because they were abused or they were this or they were that. Like, I hate that being brought into court as almost like an excuse right. for the behavior. Like, I do not care. You still are. It can explain behavior. It doesn't excuse it. Unless, I've said that a hundred times. Yes. And I hate it being brought in because I feel like for certain people, they're like, well, you know, that makes sense. No, because you were still given the opportunity. You still could have said. Now, if you come to me and say they were severely raped and abused and all this stuff happened to them and their development is delayed and easily manipulated and they're not able to make decisions. Yeah, okay. I'm going to be like, all right, I need to give this more thought. Yeah. Because they don't really understand. I want to know. But you tell me, oh, she's been through all these horrible things, whatever they may be, and then her IQ is 131 and she doesn't have any mental issues that we know of. And she's a grown woman. No, not buying it. Right. And then you celebrated the murder of Isabel by ha making a baby. Right. So, no, I'm not. And when the man couldn't even perform. You helped him perform. You helped him. No, not buying it. Like, no. I'm not buying it. I think she enjoyed it. I, I think she did, too. I think they got off. And it, it talks about that at some point. And I don't think I wrote it down. But that was something that they did in their own sex life. Like, they played off of that. So they were reenacting these crimes when they didn't have a victim. Like, she would gotcha. play the victim. So, no, I don't. She's full of crap. Yeah. She just thought she was smarter than Fortnay, which she was, and that she was smarter than any other person that was going to be involved. You're only so, at 131, honey. You, you ain't. I mean, you're smart, but you ain't that. You, not smarter than everybody. But I think that's. You got a little bit of that narcissist to be like, they won't catch me because I'm so smart. Like, look, yeah. well, and also they have bodies behind them. So she's like, look at all these that we've killed. We've been doing this since 1987. Right. So 
had he not went out by himself, I don't think they would have got caught. No. And I, you can't, there's nothing that you can do to convince me that they went 10 years without a victim. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She was with him for every one of them except that last one, I think. Yep. And this whole crap, if I wasn't with him with all of them, she could say it with a straight face because she wasn't with him for the last one. And she's one of these people that's like, if part of it's not true, then I can say it like it's factual because I wasn't with him for that one. Right. So like I'm omitting that I was with him for every other for thing. 99%. Yeah. But that one, I didn't go. So I've I not, didn't, I'm with him the whole time. And it's like, you know, you're lying. Right. But it's that little loophole. Yeah. Which is Ugh. a narcissist's play. Yeah. You know, I just, this case makes me really sad. Oh, I got, I'm, you oh, know, I'm in the works. Know. She's already working on another one. This is going to make me angry, sad, and want to get picked up by the aliens again. But I think it's important to tell the victim stories. I really do. And hopefully somebody somewhere will take something from this podcast that will prevent them from being a victim in the future. Yeah. Well, and I like you you should tell them your idea. Oh, what what we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just making sure I have a lot of ideas. (laughs) Um, so it's the ADHD. I can come up with ideas. Um, it's the follow. I'm telling you, say A, B, C, and you go X, Y, Z again. Yeah. Like the one we talked about <laughs> earlier. So hopefully one day. And um, I hope that this podcast is blessed and gets successful enough that we will be able to start our own nonprofit called Bring Them Home. And the whole purpose of the nonprofit will be to locate missing people Mm -hmm. and most likely deceased um but find their bodies their remains and bring them home to their people because it missing person cases like drive me insane well i think as a parent if my child went missing i would never feel at peace until i knew where they were yeah and i think if if we you know are successful enough to maybe do that one day and fund like somebody goes missing help fund something to search get people parties out, there, and stuff. out yeah. there to search yeah. that area to do a little extra whatever we can yeah. that would be great because resources are limited for law enforcement y'all i mean they're tax-based yeah and they don't get a, a huge hunk from federal it's local so if you have a rural area poor tax base they don't have the resources yeah. they will pull i've seen them you know in our local area for maybe not a missing person but a missing person um like they pull the canines but like they'll have all hands on deck but yeah but for a limited amount of time you can't keep that Mm -hmm. kind of stamina because somebody got shot over here yeah or somebody's robbing a store Mm -hmm. and and you know you have to pull these people off to go handle this situation you know and so we would like to help fund trained people deploy them yeah to go to these places and find them and bring them home because yeah. i couldn't imagine no i would want i would want to know where my child is yeah and the mother for isabel is like 17 years yeah before she ever even got to know what happened to her and then the parents of estelle and the parents of marie still don't know right because it's not even confirmed that they courtney were. did it right they don't have anything other than him's like, yeah, that's... And he still didn't. Right. It was, it was Monique, Monique saying, oh, that was his type, and it's over here, but there's nothing to... There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's... I couldn't imagine, like... Oh, I couldn't imagine the pain and the suffering and the... And 
I don't, I guess because I'm not a criminal, but I don't understand the not telling. Squeal like a pig when you get locked up. Like, you're already in jail. Like, you know you're going, you're, you're, you're going to die there. I would want to tell you everything to what? expedite that process <laughs> if it was me. I don't, I wouldn't want to live in prison. No. Like, I would want to. You'd be like, kill me. I'd be like, let me tell you the rest of them so we can just up it to the death penalty because I don't want to live here forever. I, I don't think Europe has the death penalty. But it goes back into this, I hate to say psychology of it, but but it goes back into the well, evilness of it. But that's a personal opinion. They like power and control. Did the you people, already did it. Yeah, but they still have power and control. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because you don't know where they are. Only I do. I just can't see getting off to that, being like, ha, 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 like. Oh, I can't either, but uh, that, but they do. Yeah, you're right. That's what it is. And it's power and control. And like she did later, and then, she tried to manipulate it to get a, a, basically an outing a field for trip. the day. And she got to be back in the news and, you know, mm-hmm. keep her name out there. If I was uh, the cell guards or whatever, because she's the type that just likes, like she wants to control it. Mm-hmm. I'd be 100% every day. Where are they at? Who are they? Where are they at? What's their names? Like every day, every hour on the hour, I'd be like, hey, what's their names? Yeah. Who are they? I don't think they are allowed to do that. No. But if there was a system, she'd break. Well, and the fact that she she's trying to control the, the jail side, talking about she's not safe and like she needs this extra stuff and she needs all of this. I know somebody like that. Yeah. She, she needs extra because... I'm not safe. I'm getting, you know, beat up and I need this and I have this. And I I feel nothing for that. It's like, well, good. I I don't go good. I'm like, you shouldn't be getting beat up. But again, you know, I'm for whatever. But again, (laughs) play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Like you get what you get, honey. Like they cannot control these other criminals. Yeah. We have, we differ. Cause I'm like, good. Like put them in gen pop and let what happens happens. Like I do not care if you, I just don't, you, you didn't give that much effort and thought into your victims. So I, I struggle. That's why I'm not over our prison systems because it would be different. Um, because I just don't have any, you know, yeah. I don't. Yeah. You gave nothing to those girls. I agree. So she I don't nothing. think like I should give you anything. What happens, happens, you know? Yeah. It is what it is, but I'm harsher. <laughs> I don't think you're harsher. I'm very pro, like, let it happen, happen. Like, I really do not think I should defend you and put you somewhere to protect you when you did not do anything for anybody. I understand that. But at the end of the day, I'm the type of person that... It's another human being, and I don't want to lower myself to that standard of being like them. I don't think it makes you like them, though. Well, if I turn a blind eye and I'm just like, go kill her. Like, <laughs> it, it's the same as her because she's like, I didn't actually kill anybody. I didn't actually kill her. But I see, just allowed that's it when to I happen. would be like, I didn't jump on you. <laughs> I didn't shiv you. <laughs> but you allowed it to happen. Yeah. She allowed it to happen to these girls. Yeah. I see what you're saying, but to me it doesn't connect in my brain because it's like, no. Whatever you did is so much worse than anything that can happen to you. Oh, oh. So oh. I just don't. I, have, I would struggle. Again, that's why I'm not in prison field and why I'm not over our prisons because I would have a very, very hard time. Yeah making sure you were i would i would struggle i'd be very bitter about putting you in pc (laughs) i'd do it if i had to but i'd be very bad about it yeah and and i get that i get that i do 
but you know it is it, and i don't know what their prison system like is like over there i know how ours are yeah kind of a little bit oh yeah i don't really know i mean certain crimes is automatic you go pc like you're going up you or, don't and, to... and your status of who you are mm-hmm. too so like if you're a law enforcement officer or yeah, automatic yeah automatic pc mm-hmm. and i don't even know what that means like i know it means protective custody but i don't know what that means as far as your prison life goes I think like, you're in a cell most of your existence, or you're on a floor with other PCs, so there's not usually so much threat to bodily harm and yeah, stuff okay. like that. Like, you. like you're a cop, so you're in there with other cops, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, you're in with other people who are afraid or should be afraid to be back in general pop. Most PC is child predators. I don't know. I don't know. Because they can't be in general population. If they find out you're a child predator, that's game on. Like, anybody will tag you in an absolute heartbeat. Yeah. I, I so mean, I've heard that. You have to, they really have to keep them separated or tell them to keep their mouth shut. But if it gets out, that's it. Wow. So, yeah. But that is the Hellhounds of France. And and my tirade of <laughs> what should happen <laughs> to Miss Monique. Well, I mean, honestly, you know, it is what it is. I, I am happy that she will probably never get out. No, most likely not. Like she won't go up for parole or whatever they call Conditional it. Conditional release. release mm-hmm. Until 84. 84. Prison life is rough. And if, if that's what's aging her, then yeah, at 84, she's going to look like 120 because she looks rough now. Yeah. So 84, she's going to be barely walking if it wasn't an act. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like maybe she did age from the stress of it, like the stress of being in prison, because that will age you 100% stress will. Yeah. But it's probably, some of it probably a put on too. Oh, I think so. No, I think she's scum. Below scum. Yeah. 100% you get no argument from me. And him too. But I, I'm harsher on her. I just say Because well, the mama. Because of the mama, and you're like, how in the world can another mother do this? And I have a little, and I just can't imagine sitting in the car with my husband waiting for his victim to come out so that I could use my son to lure a little girl in the car. Are you kidding me? Like, You also have a daughter around the age of those victims. That's my other thing. Like, I, and then I think, what if they'd had a daughter, too? Like, it could have been so much worse all the way around, and... I don't know. I just can't. I, just, I don't know. Your mind it doesn't. It go just anywhere. doesn't go there. It doesn't go evil, and that's a very good thing. Yeah, it just it hits. And I'm like, I don't understand that. And then they're understand. like, Oh well, that's why I get mad at that. You love who you love. No, no, you don't because you know that's wrong, and you still did it. You knew from the get this Honey. man was a predator, and you still stayed. You stayed when he was locked up. Don't give me that. Love don't have nothing to do with this situation. I know, but that's why I get mad at that. You can't help who you love, and you love who you love. No, 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 no. Okay, fine, whatever. You love who you love. I'm going to be 100% if we're going to start on this tirade, (laughs) because I go on a tirade on this, too. Okay. You can love whoever you want to love. You don't have to be with them. Okay. You still know right from wrong. You love who you love. Let's say you can't help it. Let's just say, let's just take all power and control about who you love. You still have physical power over where you choose to be. Yeah. And even if she fell in love with this man writing these prison letters, she still made a choice to be with him. Yeah. And like I said, it all go- culpability all goes back to that. I'm just different. I feel like 
I don't know. Maybe I'm cruel, but I, I truly feel like you – I, I don't understand. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I mean, I would You be. still had the set. You could have still said no. Yeah. Like, I love you, but you're crazy, yeah. and I'm not going to associate with it. Yeah. But to me, I feel like there's a cutoff. Like, I would be like, no. <laughs> like, you're, no. Like, you need help. I, I, no love, quote unquote, is going to make me blind to what you're doing. Exactly. That's what like, I'm saying. We're saying the same thing, just different we ways. Are. But I, yeah, that's why I always go off when people are like, you can't help who you love. Bull crap. Yes, I can. I'm not writing to no pedophile and being like, I just love, no. You're never going to put your, yourself in a situation. No. Like, you ain't going to go to prison, prisons or prisoners are us and be like, let me see who I can write today. Right. You know, you're not going to do that. Never. And never. if I was, if I ever was in a situation where I'm, if I was single and I meet somebody and the first thing they tell me they got anything remotely related to children or, or sex sexual crimes or anything like that kick rocks homie i don't care if we've been together 10 years we done my love quote unquote is gone (laughs) closed it get out get out i just i'm different (laughs) i don't think it again we're saying the same thing some some women can't they really truly act like it is a magnet like yeah and i guess men are probably the same way i don't want to link it just to women i know men and men are the same way i know a couple of those too and i'm like but that person is insane yeah i just like that person is bad for you yeah and, and it's in all relationships when somebody is just i mean it, not even to this level yeah of sickness yeah but like if you have somebody who is just not good for you toxic to you and but you stay because you love them it's the same thing yeah like you can still love them you can still love them and not be anywhere near them my, I told you my husband made the statement that you have to love people, but you can, you love people, but you don't have to like them. Oh yeah, 100%. But my brain's like, nah, <laughs> I have a really hard time with that. Like if I don't, if I don't like you, I definitely don't love you. And I don't love you. I don't like you. Like I can't, I can't extend that. Like I don't, I know that that's not a good thing. You, you should do that. But my, I just can't. Well, like, there's been many times I've been mad at my child where yeah. I'm just like, I really don't like you right now. I mean, I still love him. Yeah, and I I get that. I don't like your behavior. I don't like the way you're acting. Yeah. But I don't like you right now. But I love you in general. But see, you just don't like the behavior. It's not like that you don't like him as a person. No. That's my thing. Like, I when mean, you meet sometimes somebody. Sometimes in the moment I don't. You, it can't be <laughs> the behavior. It ain't It's because kid. of the behavior. Right. It ain't him as a as just the person he is. Like some people you meet and you're like, I don't like you. Like I don't know what it is, but we just don't mesh. Like yeah. there's something there. But you're still supposed to like extend that love to them and be charitable. I can't do it. My oh, brain I, I, won't I, do it. I do that in my everyday all the it. time. I I'm be honest with you. I like very few people. <laughs> Same. And I love very few people. But I love everybody. I can't do it. And I know that that's wrong, but I just I don't know. I just can't. To me, it's like if I'm going to, I just can't. I don't know. I try to give human compassion and human love to every person that I meet and just encounter on yeah. any given day, whether I like them or not. It's difficult depending on who the person is. See, I'm friendly and I'm kind. That's Yeah. But I mean, I, I wouldn't I, say it's an extension of love or anything like that. I'm just kind. Like... Yeah, I would want someone to treat me that way. But I also don't think people would automatically come out the gate and love me. So I just, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know. What we're, I don't know what we're talking about. Because <laughs> I feel like we're saying the same thing, just different. No, because you're saying that you extend love to but them. I don't. It is courtesy. Like kindness mine is, is love. I don't think so. See, I, th- I feel like kindness is an expression of love. So I think that maybe where we differ. Maybe. Yeah. I do feel like kindness is an expression of love. And so when I'm when I don't want when you you have been a butt. Yeah. Not you specifically, but right. just say somebody in general has been a butt. And I don't put you in the face. <laughs> and I open the door for you. Is that your extension of That's love? my extension of love. I am showing love by not treating you the way you deserve. See, I'm showing restraint by not putting you in the face. See, I'm like, I have showed you so much love today. Like, so maybe that's why you get more frustrated with people. Because you're like, you don't know how much love I have been giving you. <laughs> and you want my last love. You want my last ghost nerve. Right. You want my ghost love. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know, but like, you know, tell us what you think is friendliness an extension of love? Is that if or you're, kindness if in you're showing kindness to someone, is that love or is it just being friendly? Oh man, you're gonna like rock my world. I'm gonna have an existential crisis because <laughs> that's what I I consider kindness and caring. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I you know what I still think about to this day. What? That lady that we left in the Walmart parking lot when we were giving out flowers, that, that uh, not flowers, flyers, that was deaf and her car mm-hmm. broke down yeah. and she had her kid with her and I couldn't really help her. I tried. Yeah. I still think about that to this day. That's been a while. Yeah. I still think about that to this day and I hope she got home. I'm sure she did. I hope she didn't like get a, you know, or the child. Yeah. Because all I'm pretty I, sure when we were pulling away, didn't somebody, wasn't somebody helping her? I think the the person that she had been calling showed up and okay. she was deaf yeah so and her car was broken down and she was trying to call and but she couldn't hear if anybody was picking up so that it was a yeah it was a situation but anyway i did my best to help yeah that's me showing love to another human being. being friendly and kind well to me that's or compassion i guess compassion so yeah if you put it in the thing of compassion compassion is love yeah showing compassion to someone yeah so I guess if we look at it that way, then yes. That's the way I look at it. Like if I'm being empathetic, if I'm being compassionate, if I'm holding Towards out someone's restraint, need or someone's. Yeah, I'm showing love to that person. Maybe. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Oh, maybe I'm looking at it wrong and I've just got rosy colored glasses and I'm just, I'm doing all the things. You're like, I love the people. I'm like, I don't like you. And I definitely don't love you. <laughs> I'm like, so I don't like many people, but I love everybody. And you're like, that's not true. See, my husband <laughs> says that. He's like, I don't like many, but you love everybody. I'm like, I don't. What's wrong with me? Like, I don't, I don't like many people, but or I like a lot of people. Like, I think they're funny or whatever, yeah. but I don't love them. Well, I guess. Are you talking like a romantic way? No, I just love them. Like when I think of when I, oh gosh, we got way off on this. Yeah, let's go ahead. We're, when, when I, welcome to the preview for the free for all Friday. When I think about love, I think about someone that you genuinely care about and like their well-being is something that you think about. You don't genuinely care about every person you see? Genuinely, No, I don't know Joe Schmo walking down the road. I'm not like, I hope he gets home safe to his family. I don't know him. Okay, but if Joe Schmo fell... I'd be like, oh gosh, are you okay? <laughs> would you give Joe Schmo assistance? I would help him, but I don't think that's love. I just think that's being kind. But I don't have the same thoughts of like, oh, I hope that they... All right, hold on. <laughs> hold this on. is either going to... AC's so sweet and Scully's a not nice person. <laughs> hold on. All right. 
you are riding in your car mm-hmm. and an ambulance goes by. Do you show, sh- shoot up a prayer for whoever may be in the back of the no. ambulance? Okay, I do. <laughs> Doesn't cross my mind. Okay. Now, if I pass like a wreck or something and you see a bunch of oh, people automatically, out there, yeah. I'm like, oh gosh, I hope everybody's okay. Like, I hope everything's all right. But no, I don't. Yeah. Every, every time an ambulance passes me or I pass an ambulance or I see somebody struck on, stuck on the side of the road and I can't help. Yeah. I shoot up their prayer to like help this person. Da 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 da. Nope. Okay. The more you know. I show love dang it <laughs> no, i i feel like i do but i don't have that genuine concern for a stranger or i do like my my love when i think of love i think of those that you really truly care about that you want the best for them those, those people are few and far between oh like i mean i love you i love you too <laughs> i love several of our listeners that i know yeah um i love all of our listeners whether i know you or not <laughs> I don't know you, so I can't love you. Um, I love, you know, my my church people and stuff like that. People that are in my circle on a regular basis that you've developed relationships with and stuff. But, no, I don't think that I show love to, like I said, Joe Schmo. Okay. I would help him if he fell or she fell. I'm not doing mouth-to-mouth resuscitations or anything. She would let me die. (laughs) I would do the... I'll keep your brain going. Yeah, (laughs) <laughs> I would keep you mouth to mouth, but I'm not giving. Don't ever tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I already told you, like, you got to put the defib on me and cut everything off. Just let me go. Jesus wants me. Okay. You're going to have to come down here and pry you out of my hands. No, here, I'm telling you. If you got to cut not anything on my watch, off you better of me, do it on a day I'm not here. <laughs> if you got to cut stuff off me and people got to see what God gave me, he wants me. He told me. <laughs> Just letting you know. Y'all know this. So if she resuscitates me, I didn't say so. I don't care because uh, <laughs> I could th- this this would be the situation she'd fall out of here have like a mild heart attack or something like that because you're supposed to ask consent yeah if they're conscious <laughs> and I'd be like do you want me to do the AED and she'd be like no I'm like y'all heard yes <laughs> I'm just gonna like write it on my chest if I start feeling chest pain I'm just gonna write no <laughs> so when you go to cut there's a big giant no like, Why, when did you get that done? I already told you but Anyway, coffee breakers, have a great day, and we'll catch you for free for all. Even though this is preview, maybe. Yeah. Um, Tell us what you think. Am I just cruel? I don't mean to be. Am cruel. I overly loving, or is there a difference? Are we saying the same thing? Are we? Yes. Are we saying the same thing, just different? Let us know. Good night. Bye. Mm-hmm.